0: Welcome to an LDS guided meditation and mindful reading. Companion to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, Come Follow Me Studies. I am your host, Tricia Haney. This week's episode covers October 18th through 24th, Doctrine and Covenants, Sections 121 through 123. O God, Where art thou? If you haven't already, please join me for my new podcast, Meditative Reading, The Book of Mormon. Let's begin by sitting or laying in a comfortable position in a quiet space. Close your eyes. Be mindful of your breathing. Be aware of the air as it enters and exits your body. Be conscious of the rise and fall of your chest as your breathing deepens. Recognize the air that surrounds you, the warmth or the coolness of it as it touches your skin. Observe your thoughts. This is your time to let go of the past and future worries for a time and to be in the present. If you find your thoughts wandering, gently bring them back to the present by focusing on your breathing. As we continue to relax our bodies, you may choose to incorporate movement by stretching or moving the body part before relaxing it or you can choose to remain still. Soften your face, your eyebrows, eyes, cheeks, and jaw. Relax your neck and your shoulders. Let the tension flow down and out through your legs, ankles, feet, and toes. Scan your body for any places that you still might be holding tension and release it. If you are sitting, straighten your spine, lift your chin, and drop your shoulders. Continue to soften your body while your breathing deepens. Doctrine and Covenants section 121. Prayers and Prophecies Written by Joseph Smith the Prophet in an epistle to the church while he was a prisoner in the jail at Liberty, Missouri, dated March 20, 1839. The Prophet and several companions had been months in prison. Their petitions and appeals directed to the executive officers and the judiciary had failed to bring them relief. O God, where art Thou? And where is the pavilion that covereth Thy hiding place? How long shall Thy hand be stayed in Thy eye? Yea, Thy pure eye, Behold from the eternal heavens the wrongs of Thy people and Thy servants, And Thy ear be penetrated with their cries. Yea, O Lord, how long shall they suffer these wrongs and unlawful oppressions? Before Thine heart shall be softened towards them, and thy bowels be moved with compassion towards them. O Lord God Almighty, Maker of heaven, earth, and seas, and of all things that are in them, and who controllest the subjectness of the devil, and the dark and benighted dominion of Sheol, stretch forth thy hand, let thy eye pierce, let thy pavilion be taken up, let thy hiding place no longer be covered, let thy ear be inclined, Let thy heart be softened, and thy bowels moved with compassion towards us. Let thine anger be kindled against our enemies, and, in fury of thine heart, with thy sword avenge us of our wrongs. Remember thy suffering saints, O God, and thy servants will rejoice in thy name forever. My son, peace be unto thy soul. Thine adversity and thine affliction shall be but a small moment. And then, if thou endure it well, God shall exalt thee on high. Thou shalt triumph over all thy foes. Thy friends do stand by thee, and they shall hail thee again with warm hearts and friendly hands. Thou art not yet as Job. Thy friends do not contend against thee, neither charge thee with transgressions as they did Job. And they who do charge thee with transgression their hope shall be blasted, and their prospects shall melt away as the hoar frost melteth before the burning rays of the rising sun. And also that God hath set his hand, and sealed to change the times and seasons, and do blind their minds, that they may not understand his marvelous workings, that he may prove them also, and take them in their own craftiness. Also because their hearts are corrupted, and the things which they are willing to bring upon others, and love to have others suffer, may come upon themselves to the very utmost, that they may be disappointed also, and their hopes may be cut off. And not many years hence, that they and their prosperity shall be swept from under heaven, saith God, and not one of them is left to stand by the wall. Cursed are all those that shall lift up the heel against mine anointed, saith the Lord, and cry they have sinned when they have not sinned before me, saith the Lord, but have done that which was meet in mine eye, and which I commanded them. But those who crieth transgression do it because they are the servants of sin, and are the children of disobedience themselves. And those who swear falsely against my servants, that they might bring them into bondage and death, Woe unto them, because they have offended my little ones! They shall be served from the ordinances of mine house. Their baskets shall not be full. Their houses and their barns shall perish, and they themselves shall be despised by those that flatter them. They shall not have right to the priesthood, nor their posterity after them, from generation to generation. It had been better for them that a milestone had been hanged about their neck, and that they drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe unto all those that discomfort my people, and drive and murder, and testify against them, saith the Lord of hosts. A generation of vipers shall not escape the damnation of hell. Behold, mine eyes see and know all their works. I have in reserve a swift judgment in the season thereof, for them all and there is a time appointed for every man, according as his works shall be. God shall give unto you knowledge by his Holy Spirit, yea, by the unspeakable gift of the Holy Ghost, that has not been revealed since the world was until now, which our forefathers have awaited with anxious expectation to be revealed in this last time, which their minds were pointed to by the angels as held in reserve for the fullness of their glory. A time to come in which nothing shall be withheld, whether there be one God or many gods, they shall be manifested. All thrones and dominions, principalities and powers shall be revealed and set forth upon all those who have endured valiantly for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And also if there be bounds set to the heavens or to the seas, or to the dry land, or to the sun, moon, or stars. All the times of their revolutions, all the appointed days, months, and years, and all the days of their days, months, and years, and all their glories, laws, and set times shall be revealed in the days of the dispensation of the fullness of times. According to that which was ordained in the midst of the council of the eternal God of all other gods before this world was, that should be reserved unto the finishing and the end thereof, when every man shall enter into his eternal presence and into his immortal rest. How long can rolling waters remain impure? What power shall stay the heavens? As well might a man stretch forth his puny arm, to stop the Missouri River in its decreed course, or to turn it upstream, as to hinder the Almighty from pouring down knowledge from heaven upon the heads of the Latter-day Saints. Behold, there are many called, but few are chosen. And why are they not chosen? Because their hearts are set so much upon the things of this world, and aspire to the honors of men, that they do not learn this one lesson. That the rites of the priesthood are inseparably connected with the powers of heaven and that the powers of heaven cannot be controlled, nor handled, only upon the principles of righteousness. That they may be conferred upon us, it is true. But when we undertake to cover our sins, or to gratify our pride, our vain ambitions, or to exercise control or dominion, or compulsion upon the souls of the children of men, in any degree of unrighteousness, behold, the heavens withdraw themselves, The Spirit of the Lord is grieved, and when it is withdrawn, Amen to the priesthood, or the authority of that man. Behold, ere is he aware, he is left unto himself, to kick against the pricks, to persecute the saints, and to fight against God. We have learned by sad experience that it is the nature and disposition of almost all men, as soon as they get a little authority, as they suppose, they will immediately begin to exercise unrighteous dominion. Hence they are called, but few are chosen. No power or influence can or ought to be maintained by virtue of the priesthood, only by persuasion, by long suffering, by gentleness and meekness, and by love unfeigned, by kindness and pure knowledge, which shall greatly enlarge the soul without hypocrisy and without guile, reproving the times with sharpness when moved upon by the Holy Ghost, and then showing forth afterwards an increase of love towards him who thou hast reproved, lest he esteem thee to be his enemy. That he may know that thy faithfulness is stronger than the cords of death. Let thy bowels also be full of charity towards all men and to the household of faith, and let virtue garnish thy thoughts unceasingly. Then shall thy confidence wax strong in the presence of God, and the doctrine of the priesthood shall distill upon thy soul as the dews from heaven. The Holy Ghost shall be thy constant companion, and thy scepter an unchanging scepter of righteousness and truth. And thy dominion shall be an everlasting dominion, and without compulsory means it shall flow unto thee for ever and ever. Doctrine and Covenants, section 122. The words of the Lord to Joseph Smith the prophet while a prisoner in the jail at Liberty, Missouri. This section is an excerpt from the Epistle to the Church dated March 20th, 1839. The ends of the earth shall inquire after thy name, and fools shall have thee in derision and hell shall raise against thee, while the pure in heart and the wise and the noble and the virtuous shall seek counsel and authority and blessings constantly from under thy hand. And thy people shall never be turned against thee by the testimony of traitors. And although their influence shall cast thee into trouble and into bars and walls, thou shalt be had in honor, and but for a small moment and thy voice shall be more terrible in the midst of thine enemies than the fierce lion, because of thy righteousness, and thy God shall stand by thee for ever and ever. If thou art called to pass through tribulation, if thou art in perils amongst false brethren, if thou art in perils amongst robbers, if thou art in perils by land or sea, if thou art accused with all manner of false accusations, if thine enemies fall upon thee, if they tear thee from the society of thy father and mother and brethren and sisters, and if with a drawn sword thine enemies tear thee from the bosom of thy wife and of thy offspring, and thine elder son, although but six years of age, shall cling to thy garments and shall say, My father, my father, why can't you stay with us? O my father, what are the men going to do with you? And if, then, he shall be thrust from thee by the sword, and thou be dragged into prison, and thine enemies prowl around thee like wolves for the blood of the lamb, and if thou shouldest be cast into the pit, or into the hands of murderers, and the sentence of death passed upon thee, if thou be cast into the deep, if the billowing surge conspire against thee, if the fierce winds become thine enemy, If the heavens gather blackness, and all the elements combine to hedge up the way, and above all, if the very jaws of hell shall gape open the mouth wide after thee, know thou, my son, that all these things shall give thee experience, and shall be for thy good. The Son of man hath descended below them all. Art thou greater than he? Therefore, hold on thy way, and the priesthood shall remain with thee and their bounds are set, they cannot pass. The days are known, and thine years shall not be numbered less. Therefore, fear not what man can do, for God shall be with you forever and ever. Doctrine and Covenants, Section 123 Duty of the Saints in relation to their persecutors, as written by Joseph Smith the Prophet, while a prisoner in the jail at Liberty, Missouri. This section is an excerpt from the Epistle to the Church dated March 20th, 1839. And again, we would suggest for your consideration the propriety of all the saints, gathering up a knowledge Of all the facts and sufferings and abuses put upon them by the people of this state and also of all the property and amounts of damages which they have sustained both of character and personal injuries as well as real property and also the names of all persons that have had a hand in their oppression as far as they can get a hold of them and find them out and perhaps a committee can be appointed to find out these things and to take statements and affidavits, and also to gather up the libaceous publications that are afloat, and all that are in the magazines and in the encyclopedias, and all the libaceous histories that are published and are written and by whom, and present the whole concatenation of diabolical rascality and nefarious and murderous impositions, that have been practiced upon this people, that we may not only publish to all the world, but present them to the heads of government in all their dark and hellish hue, as the last effort which is enjoyed on us by our Heavenly Father, before we can fully and completely claim that promise which shall call him forth from his hiding place, and also that the whole nation may be left without excuse before he can send forth the power of his almighty arm. It is an imperative duty that we owe to God, to angels, with whom we shall be brought to stand, and also to ourselves, to our wives and children, who have been made to bow down with grief, sorrow, and care under the most damning hand of murder, tyranny, and oppression, supported and urged on and upheld by the influence of that spirit which hath so strongly riveted the creed of the fathers, who have inherited lies upon the hearts of the children, and filled the whole world with confusion, and has been growing stronger and stronger, and is now the vain mainspring of all corruption, and the whole earth groans under the weight of its iniquity. It is an iron yoke, it is a strong band, They are the very handcuffs, and chains, and shackles, and fetters of hell. Therefore, it is an imperative duty that we owe, not only to our own wives and children, but to the widows and fatherless, whose husbands and fathers have been murdered under its iron hand. Which dark and blackening deeds are enough to make hell itself shudder, and to stand aghast and pale, and the hands of the very devil to tremble and palsy. And also it is an imperative duty that we owe to all the rising generations and to all the pure in heart. For there are many yet on the earth among all sects, parties, and dominions who are blinded by the subtle craftiness of men, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, and who are only kept from the truth because they know not where to find it. Therefore, that we should waste and wear out our lives in bringing to light all the hiding things of darkness wherein we know them and that they are truly manifest from heaven. These should then be attended to with great earnestness. Let no men count them as small things, for there is much which lieth in fertility pertaining to the saints which depends upon these things. You know, brethren, that a very large ship is benefited very much by a very small helm in the time of a storm, by being kept workways with the wind and the waves. Therefore, dearly beloved brethren, let us cheerfully do all things that lie in our power, and then may we stand still with the utmost assurance to see the salvation of God and for his arm to be revealed. It is now time for the self-guided part of today's mindful practice. Please take this time to pray and ponder about those spiritual things in your mind and heart. Use your breathing to remain in the present. Listen to and ponder those things that the Spirit quietly places into your prepared mind. The Spirit can show you great things when you take the time to listen.